Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Bulletin. Well, are we honored this morning? On The Bulletin, we have one... The only one and only Guy Havelt, I hasten to add. Uh, Guy Havelt is uh, all over the, the cricket schedule that has just been released because uh, he, of course, uh, being a, a good Canterbury boy, believes that the home of cricket is in Christchurch still. Uh, and Christchurch are going to get a bit of action, Guy. Good morning to you. Yeah, morning, Smithy. Nice to be back on. Uh, yeah, a, a pretty good summer of cricket as well coming up, I think. I think uh, you and I and our employer, our respective employers will probably be pretty happy as well with what's coming up uh, to be played on TV and, and radio. Um, obviously, any, any summer where you have Australia and South Africa in town for test matches for the Black Caps, I think is just something uh, mouth-watering, really, to look forward to. Uh, and then the White Ferns to have a, a kind of prolonged tour or series uh, against England I think later in the summer as well is, some, is something to celebrate too so yeah plenty look, to look forward to in terms of the home of cricket uh, I would say it probably is Hagley um, although in saying that Bay Oval might might be mounting a bit of a case purely because of how many black caps live around there these days uh, and for how much cricket they get as well but yeah we've got some nice cricket grounds around the country these days and uh, as I say great cricket coming up this summer too. Well, we've been trumpeting, of course, the fact that uh, in the last 24 hours we've been able to announce that we've got the, the radio rights of ball-by-ball uh, ball coverage of it, Guy, but mm. obviously the public too are benefiting by free-to-air coverage for the first time in, uh, I would hasten to say, about 25, 26 years. Yeah, it's, it's very exciting, and obviously I'm going to say that because I, I work for TVNZ, but I think... Um, most cricket fans will just be excited by that as well. You can either simply turn on your TV and, and, and change channels or use your TVNZ Plus app, and as you say, it's all free. And uh, I don't know how long it's been since, well, we obviously had a, a little bit of free-to-air cricket through the relationship with Spark Sport over the past few years, but in terms of everything being live and free, uh, that's been a long, long time for a sport of such significant, such significance in New Zealand uh, to, to be free for all Kiwis. So, yeah, very exciting. Um, I know there'll be people saying, well, you would say that, but um, I do think that this is just great. It'll be fascinating to see the numbers who do watch and, and um, you know, how that maybe grows over the summer as well as more people start to realise that it is free and, and just how, how much um, cricket can gain, gain traction over, over the coming months. Absolutely. Um, I, I think uh, from both of our media's point of view, uh, our, our status um, will only grow because of it, and we're, we're thrilled about it here on SENZ. Hey, um, what about the tennis side of things? Uh, this young fellow, this uh, Alcar- Alcaraz, uh, I think this is a great story, and it may just it may just lift the lid on the old era. What are you thinking? Remarkable, isn't it? What he could achieve yesterday against Novak Djokovic, and and 
you know, I thought Djokovic would win, and particularly when it went to five sets. I know Alcaraz has a good five-set record. I think heading into that, it may have been in Grand Slams anyway. It may have been 8-1. He'd won eight and maybe lost one. But Djokovic, with the experience, he'd won seven Wimbledon titles, for goodness sake. When it headed to that fifth set, I just thought that the 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 experience what he's what he's been through through his career the amount of times he's managed to win tournaments in those situations I just thought Djokovic would not necessarily canter but would would just overcome Alcaraz but man we have seen a player I think who is going to be a phenomenon and and he's only 20 years old that is frightening he's only 20 years old with respect he's really only got Djokovic now of the big four to, to worry about, I think, at the moment. Nadal maybe has one or two t- tournaments left in him, but certainly is on um, the slowing down side. I know he's, he says he's going to retire next year, so he's definitely on the slowing down side in terms of his body as well. Federer's obviously gone. Murray, yeah, he can win here or there a, ga- a match, but I don't think he's going to be winning a Grand Slam again. And then the new talent outside of Alcaraz, I mean, guys like Casper Ruud, good player, but is he really someone who's, who's going to consistently um, mount a challenge against Alcaraz over the next few years? I doubt it. Maybe Daniel Medvedev, um, but he, he got absolutely wiped off the court by Alcaraz in the semifinals and straight sets. So, you know, over the next two or three years, maybe even longer than that, well, let's take three years, for example. Djokovic maybe has a few left in him, but Alcaraz is probably going to win, I would say, four, maybe more Grand Slams in the next three years, that takes him to six at the age of 22, 23. That is frightening. And, you know, once Djokovic ends his career, then as I say, as it stands at the moment, there's not many guys, I think, who are going to consistently challenge Carlos Alcaraz. And, you know, that means that if all bodes well and he doesn't get consistently injured, and that's a big if because... Man, they punish their bodies, don't they? Particularly their ankles and their knees and that sort of thing. But if he can stay fit for an extended period of time, this guy could challenge uh, the guys that we've just seen in Federer, Nadal, Djokovic in terms of Grand Slams 1. Hey, Havel, Louis here, mate. Very well said. And how good was that Nike ad, don't belong to an era, just start your own with Carlos Alcaraz's face splashed over it. I thought that was genius marketing. Um, I was telling Smithy off here, with your celebrity status, you, you and we all know about you playing Augusta and, um, you know, getting to the invited to these amazing Lynx courses all around the world in New Zealand. You probably go. have a great great read on Royal Liverpool this week, mate. You have a winner for us? Do you have someone you would have watched a lot of the Scottish Open as well over the weekend, I imagine? I'm about to come across like an absolute twat because I've actually been to Royal Liverpool for a major championship and oh, it was when it was when Lydia Co it was when Lydia Co played her first ever major way back in twenty twelve. And what I will say is that the course has seemingly, I've never been back since, but the course has seemingly changed quite dramatically since then. Even it changed, um, you know, uh, uh, um, for that 2014 uh, Open Championship, which McElroy won, um, so what's that, nine years ago. Uh, so in those nine years, there would have been even more changes. The 17th, when I was there, was a very tough par four. It's now an extremely tough par three uh, and will likely play straight into the wind if not every day, certainly the majority of them. And then on 18, I don't know if you've seen, lads, but um, on 18, the out-of-bounds is probably maybe three metres, if that, 
off the fairway. So if you're just a little bit errant with your drive, you're out of bounds. And that is an incredibly brutal two-hole stretch to finish a major. If it's close uh, in, the, in the final round, you've got two very tough holes there that could decide who wins the Open Championship. In terms of if I've got a winner for you, uh, look, uh, it's, it's, it's so hard to pick these days. There are, some, uh, there are such good golfers. McElroy obviously won last week in, in pretty, pretty, I would say, semi-like-for-like conditions going from the Scottish Open to the Open Championship. Scotty Scheffler, I don't think, has finished out of the top 12 for something like nearly 24 months or something ridiculous, certainly when it comes to major championships anyway. Um, his, his run is just freakish. It might not be that long, but it's certainly a, a pretty extended period of time. Cam Smith won recently and is the defending champion. Look, I, 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 I say Ryan Fox is a decent chance of going over there and playing pretty well. Uh, I think I've said it on this show or another show uh, on your station in recent times that the, the, the Open Championship is probably his best chance to win a major. Um, and, you know, he, he's, I think he's been home recently, and I wouldn't be surprised if he'd been, I haven't spoken to him for a few weeks, but I wouldn't be surprised if he'd played a little bit at the likes of Tri and Tata Iti. And I'm not saying they are by any means you were there. in the same sort of... <laughs> I'm you guys chopping in together. Are, <laughs> they're not the same challenge as a, as a Birkdale Royal Liverpool, um, but... Point being, it's Lynx golf. It, it is always windy up there. He would have been able to just practice uh, shot shaping, um, keeping it low, his ball flight, all that sort of stuff. And so I think he, even though he hasn't played much recently, I know he played last week, but before that he hasn't played much recently, I think he would go in relatively um, relatively prepared. And so I, I think he's a decent chance of, of at least going pretty well. Uh, just finally, uh, Guy, um, what's your take on Lydia then? Now that you've uh, you saw her back in two thousand and twelve, uh, the two twenty three um, uh, image is not too flash at the moment. Uh, just briefly, what, what's your story there? Well, uh, speaking of stories, I don't know if you saw what happened in the weekend, but she got done for she thought it was preferred lies. So for the non golfers, when it's a kind of when it's been wet or or a, or a bit boggy or there's surface water, um, players can pick up their ball. Well, they can mark their ball, pick it up, clean it, and then place it back on the fairway um, within a certain distance of, of where their ball was. Um, she thought that they were playing preferred lies on, I think it was all the holes on the front nine. Um, it ended up just being holes one and ten on the entire course. So she got done for, I think it was three or four holes for incorrectly thinking it was preferred lies and what were, I believe, pars ended up being double bogeys. So she shot a 78. Um, I think she lost seven shots or something through that, um, let's say, a lapse in concentration. Uh, in terms of how she's playing, she's been very up and down, hasn't she? She's usually so, in- she's usually so consistent. She's been very inconsistent this year. Um, I think that's probably for a few reasons, um, mainly I just think women's golf, since I followed her in, in the Women's British Open in 2012, women's golf, the, the calibre of the players has grown exponentially. There are now probably 20 players who could win on every, any given week, maybe even more than that. Mm. Um, and you look at someone like Rose Zhang, who's just turned pro recently, um, I think finished top 10 in, in the two majors that she's played, won her very first pro event. Uh, Hey guy, we've got to we've got to go, mate. Sorry, um, we, you know what radio's like. We've got to uh, break into an ad.